0: Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 148. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmoth video game, 30 some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. <laughs> Elsewhere in the village,
1: winter comes early. Uh-huh. Does Donadel have magic? Is he magically trained? Or is that because the women typically are, he's not?
0: So the bulk of practitioners of magic are female and go, like, up through, like, they all, like, start off as shamans, and then they split off into druids and sorceresses. However, it is also true that a lot of the noble lines of elves, even the males in the line, possess more affinity for magic than, like, is average. So while your father is not casting brambles or things like that, he has some intuitive feel for a primal magic okay more than like the street toughs that you met on your way in
1: so he's not like formally trained he just has a talent
0: he has an attunement towards it and he's done scholarly work right but he's not going around casting casting things left and right okay
1: then what i will say is maybe i should try casting a spell through
0: it Before you let him try to make a snowball? No, after he does that. Oh, okay. We can experiment with that.
1: I mean, unless he makes something else happen, which is interesting, too. But I think as we're doing that, that's when Hepa realizes she hasn't tried any other magic through it. This is the only thing that she's done. So.
0: Okay, so your father...
1: And then she shows him how to throw the thing.
0: Yeah, he concentrates on the crystal, and he is able to make the Snowy Vortex show up. Right. And then he's going to attempt a discipline check. To, to hit a nearby bush. Uh, yes. So he... Uh, and We
1: both slip in the snow because that's what happened.
0: <laughs> no, he didn't get three threats. He throws the snow and he's he's amazed. This is not at all what he was expecting you to bring back. He thinks it's got potential though. Uh, because, you know, he he didn't spend a whole lot of time on the front lines. But, you know, everybody had to kind of mobilize when all of forces were moving through. And definitely, he knows that necromancers are capable of cold, chill waves of magical energy, so that this is a good sign. This might be on track to what we're looking for, even though, unfortunately, you don't have the staff that it was embedded in.
1: We have the skull. But I'm not sure this is what you were looking for, but we had to come back because we had information about the water supply.
0: Okay. So you want to try to do something else. I would like
1: to try to cast brambles through the stone. If he will let me handle the skull, I will try stuff with that too, but that one seems to be
2: a little bit more dangerous. People get all concerned, you start handling creepy skulls, okay.
1: (laughs) Little do you know what I did with the other artifact he had.
0: All right, what type of the bramble spell, like your bramble spell has several different varieties of stuff it can do.
1: I think I'm just right now, I'm just mostly focused on casting through it to see if it does anything. So I think I can just try to do like an ensnare on a rock or something. I'm really just trying to do what's the basic thing. I'm not trying to make it a hard spell, just a spell. So an ensnaring a rock is fine.
0: Okay. So in that case, I would like you to make a runes check. One purple, because you're just doing a nearby rock.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to try to make it difficult. I want to see what this thing can do, not fail at it. But I'm using runes instead of my primal... Okay, interesting. You
0: are attempting to work magic through the
1: the crystal. crystal, Yeah. And Daddy didn't seem to think it was going to be a bad idea. Um, Three successes and an advantage.
0: So brambles don't do anything. Swirls of, like, ice form around the rock. Okay. And the rock kind of, like, cracks and breaks some.
1: Like it's frozen or whatever.
0: Right. Like it's kind of encrusted in ice. Okay. But it doesn't, the ice, like, doesn't really stay very much. Okay. So, what I will tell you is that you need two advantages mm-hmm. to actually ensnare something. Okay. And you only rolled one advantage. But, but you've, you worked the magic through it, and what you've determined is, yes, you can do attacks through the crystal. Right. Using your runes skill.
1: But it wasn't really about the brambles, it was just about trying to do something with the crystal. Okay. Unless I need to experiment more to see that. No, it's
0: just the Brambles is your like concept of magic. Okay. And your understanding of doing stuff. So the crystal uses the runes magic skill. It doesn't use primal. It doesn't right. use arcana. It is a, a different way to access magic.
1: Okay. So, but then kind of the sense I'm getting is that this crystal is primarily going to do something to do with ice. It's aspected it's, to that. It's
0: aspected that way. But you do see, like, oh, just like brambles could ensnare something, ice can ensnare something.
1: Right, right, right. Like, You could be more creative than just a storm.
0: Yes. There's a lot of things that you could do. Like, you could see, like, just the way that this ice encircled the rock. You know, like, oh, you could probably make a wall out of ice. Right. That would serve as some sort of protective barrier.
1: Or shape it into something. Yeah. It's kind
0: of like... The the types of things that you could think of to do with brambles, a lot of those things could similarly be done with ice.
1: Okay. Um, So then it's basically, what can I do with ice is more of what she's going to be thinking about.
0: Yes. And it's not to say, like, all rune things are done with ice. It's to say that this particular rune...
1: Whatever you put into it, you're going to get something with ice is what I think. Snow cones are going to come out. Right, 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 yeah.
0: But it's capable of attacking, and it's capable of creating barriers... And capable of other things as well. Right. If you finished break a eat. long hike and you just want to chill your beverage, you could do that.
1: Right, right, right. Or break rocks. Yeah. If I need to. Okay, so then I, you know, of course, Daddy and I are having fun. starting. all the data. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I look at him. He looks at me. What else do we want to try? Or do we want to go?
0: You guys can go and, like, you can examine the skull and things like that. Yeah. I don't think any sort of role is needed. You experiment with it and things like that, and ultimately what you determine is the skull has no magical properties. I thought. That it's an intimidation thing. Like, this is a scary, creepy thing. We can all agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it scared Trick Manu enough that he wouldn't let me touch it.
0: (laughs) So. Ever the protective cousin. And, and as Trick was saying, like, now that you're, like, examining it and everything like that, you can tell, yes, it is indeed crafted from many parts. It is a work of art designed to elicit terror.
1: Right. Daddy, I don't know if this was even meant for necromancy in particular. I think it was just a weapon. I mean, like a sword or something, right? Any other magic. I don't think it's aspected. Any part of it would be uh, was aspected towards that. Unless but the staff had something... But my our friend cast a fireball with it so I don't think it was specifically aspected towards anything
0: and your dad is like mutters like I need to examine that staff you need to get that back you said you said you was part of a deal maybe you could exchange something else well maybe he'll bring it
1: and you can examine it
0: he seemed to very to
1: like it very much it's a dangerous
0: thing humans messing with magics they don't understand Else, messing with magic they don't understand, perfectly fine. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't know what I did with his last artifact. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the start of every bad episode of history on this continent. It's humans messing with magic they don't understand? But he wasn't able to
1: activate the dowsing rod. Of course not. You asked a human to try to use a dowsing rod. I wanted to see if he could do it. But and, I didn't have a chance to try the staff, so I don't know if it's... possible! As... That's like an elf doing necromancy. But I didn't know if the staff was specifically a human magic thing or not, because I didn't get a chance to try it. We're going to try it when we got back.
0: Well, I still think there's something to this crystal. I, I, will, I will keep it, and I will do some researches. Here's my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I will do some research on it and, and see see what I can dig up. Oh, huh, there's that interesting symbol on here. I wonder what that
1: be. Peppa knows about this. Glimmer said that it was created by a dwarven runemaster. Is that what it meant? Hmm.
0: There have been rumors that dwarves have, have some magics of their own. But they're always very cagey around elves, and uh, perhaps it's worth a talk to this Glimmer.
1: Yeah, when I asked they didn't seem to know so much about it, just that it was made by a rune master. It seems like not everybody knows about what they do.
0: I think we need more of these to really do a thorough comparative analysis to be sure that necromantic power is not flowing through them or to ascertain how we can rework them to our better defense. Particularly, um, let's see, was it said around Thrandall that you guys had fought undead?
1: I think so. I don't know. You mentioned yeah, it. I was so excited about the crystal that we might not have gotten yeah, to that. But, about... I mean, if he asked anything about anything, it could have come up. Okay, but...
0: okay. I'll oh, I'll say that it it has come up in the course of the discussion with him. Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, yeah. where did you find it? Well,
0: <laughs> well, a walking corpse was holding on to that, and I screamed. So he'll say, "Daddy," yeah, I
1: screamed. It was so
0: scary. <laughs> so he'll say, particularly if if there is unrest of undead in the in the hills east of here, that doesn't bode well. That could mean that things were on the rise again, and all the more important for us to work this all out. Like, we need to find more of these crystals, and, and next time, like, don't let the, the staff get away from you. Like, that's probably an intrinsic part of it.
1: <laughs> she doesn't make any promises.
0: <laughs> yes, he doesn't go so far as to, like, admonish you. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, a kind of passive, repeatedly mentioning that the staff, the staff, the staff. Yeah. If only I had the staff! And He's
1: like, what happened to the crystal?
0: Well, we traded it away because... <laughs>
1: Gift this. of the
2: magi. <laughs> Literally. Literally, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, is there anything you want to ask your father about related to various things you've learned? or
2: His mother hope
1: Oh, yeah, right. I think I'm going to have to get cleaned up before I even step foot in the main part of the house. I don't know. I was going to ask Feniman about the Dabberine cap, so that might seem like something that would be more her specialty. Okay. I can ask him if he knows anything about Alduin.
0: Uh, yes, the, uh, the Isle of Alduin. It's where the, the human mages all train, and they disperse to whatever towns that they're going to be assigned to or travel.
1: Is it part of Westnoth?
0: He tells you it is part of Westnoth. She could
1: ask about some of the politics that she learned. No. Did you know that humans live? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about the aging process of humans? I might have to give her a little bit of a medical curiosity, too.
0: Yeah, he says like they live such short lives, like they come and go, snap of the fingers. Did you
1: know that they lose their? Sometimes they lose their teeth as they get older, and their hair goes gray.
0: <laughs> He's not surprised to hear they lose their teeth. They lose everything else of importance.
1: Like what?
0: Like repeatedly their their land.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Their
0: sanity.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so yeah, I don't know that there's anything else. Unless he has any other stories of places for finding more artifacts. But it well, sounds like we've got his blessing to go back out. Yeah,
0: I, you've indicated that there's another battlefield to the south you want to check out. And he's, like, all in favor of that.
1: Okay. Yeah, should I ask him if Mother's mad at me for missing Quimilia's promotion ceremony? I guess the que- the question is how close is she to him as far as, like, if he would tell her or...
0: I feel like we established that you two are... Are close.
1: Okay, so then she will ask. So is mother cross with me for missing Milia's ceremony?
0: He will tell you that your mother is a little sore.
1: Or do we call it? Do we call her Quimmy?
0: Your sister is the sort that like wants to be addressed as Quimmy.
1: Yeah, but being, so but Daddy sorry. and I. So your color.
0: your father doesn't refer to her by other names. He doesn't but have like a pet name for her. Right, right.
1: Your sister. It's yeah. actually Lala that is her pet name, not <laughs>
0: Quimmy. But you can certainly call her Quimmy if you want. I'll call her Lala. Okay. So he says that, yes, your mother is indeed a little cross, but he explained to her that he sent you on an important errand, and uh, he's just not sure that that she's fully internalized, that, you know, not everybody needs to be a sorceress or an enchantress, that there's other noble lines
2: to pursue. Thank you, Daddy. Noble, lowercase n. <laughs> well,
0: thank you for trying. And, and at that point, he like he's encouraging towards you again about how this was a great find, even though you didn't bring the staff back with you. But like this crystal is really great, and he'll study it, and, and he'll try to look up some things and write to a few people. And and uh, this will certainly keep him busy until you come back with the next full, complete artifact.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got to give more explicit instructions to us.
0: Like, well, we brought the whole temple back with us. just to
1: sh- a shield and a statue and a, yeah.
0: We loaded it up on this truck. We just... Airlift the whole thing.
2: It's it's an artifact. The trunk is an artifact. Right. I got a whole backpack full of artifacts. This was drawn by Picasso of Alduin. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's not what you wanted. I'll be right back.
1: But I would like to... Well, I would like to clean up, because I I'd like to avoid Mother, but if I'm caught a mess, probably that will be worse. Mm-hmm. And then I do want to go visit Fenuin, and I want to go return the dowsing rod and take the sample well, to... What's okay. your dad's name?
2: Nassir. Nassir. okay, I don't remember your mom's name either. Penna. <laughs> she's got to have a much longer version of her name though, right? No. No, just Penna. Your dad's oh. name is just Nassir. Yeah, right? no, she's it,
0: not, it adds
1: up. She's not a noble. It line. adds up.
0: Yeah, she had to marry into it. <sighs> yeah.
1: You have to be nobility to get a longer ridiculous yeah, long. name.
0: <laughs> I got
2: two short names which are like, it seems like cheating.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're going to go... Wait, that's get,
2: two names? Two names.
0: Nice. Now he knows. Now he knows,
2: for sure.
0: You're going to get cleaned up?
2: Uh-huh. Meanwhile, what else do you need to do besides fish? Yeah, well, i like, probably spend a good solid hour fishing. Uh, like, he'll, he'll tell his dad about some of the, the things that happened. You know, like, oh, like, who should I talk to about these these human folks? They're doing some brewing.
0: Oh, right, because you wanted to, like, set up a trade arrangement kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And I thought, well, it might be better if they brew rather than buying potatoes from some some elderberries or something
0: okay so he can like direct you to the merchant elves whatever. yeah
2: they would be like the same class of like, guild professional elves
0: there's definitely like elves have like a tradition of craft elveship. that's true and things like that and there's certainly those who are are keyed into artisanal okay. production I so I
2: don't think we need to necessarily have a scene about that but mm-hmm. if we could visit with them like point out like where we met these okay these people all right is there
0: anything else you need to accomplish in town? He
2: would go ask the scouts. Like, so Trick knows where the southern battlefield is? Do we have information about that or no?
0: You know it's in the south. Previously you were trying to skirt around the edge, but... Yep. HEPA okay. Had I'm going to get blue dot. ...had a good vantage right. point.
2: Then he would go talk to the scouts.
0: So when you say that you're going to go talk to the scouts... The would... same
2: ones that he lot found some lodgings for Glimmer, so his pretense will be like, Oh, just is Glimmer back here? No. Oh, Okay out of the way
0: so is this gonna be renwick again or somebody else
2: sorry renwick is one of the border patrol people
0: yes but you're right. talking about like actual full-on scouts. actual
2: full-on scouts people who actually go out border patrol is not a bad idea
0: okay so who's your scout then it is the price of npc no! you guys were so quick off the cuff earlier
2: bailing a veteran scout probably okay. a, a, an elvish rider
0: She's like brushing down her horse or whatever yes. at the stables in like gorgeous
2: this horse. Absolutely horse. immaculate. What trick is impressed by? Me? Anything that looks super nice has to be.
0: Well, she definitely takes care of yeah. the horse. Uh,
2: I asked her if she's seen Glamour, uh, the dwarf. Have they come back yet?
0: She says that Glamour has not come back, so she presumes. And neither have. Aren't has... you supposed to be watching him? No, no, no. She says. No, you were. <laughs> Glamour has not come back. And neither has Andelphilus, who is assigned. In. Well, I'm sure they're still just talking with So, Breda. likely, Glamour is still with Breda. Well, that's fine.
2: Say, I was going to be heading out south next. How can Trick Frame this so that it's not like he so knows you're nothing? You're not
0: revealing ignorance? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard anything? Any news?
2: Do you have any favorite places you like to see going south? I have been down that way in a little while. Okay.
0: She says, well, usually we overnight camp at this location and this location and this location. Uh, and then she, like, pulls out, like, a roll of ribbon
2: okay. and hands
0: it to you and says, like, you know, and if you find any other good, like, campsites, make sure you, like, mark a branch.
2: <laughs> it's like, I I'm really like green flags.
0: No, they're not green flags. They're blue. blue. They're blue and lined with
2: gold. Uh, I would like gold. to try to find the ruined keep that I marked. Is this just a view of the south, or this is, like, the greater Esprin Forest area? Um, this little map.
0: So, from her saddlebags, she pulls out a map. Okay. What she had handed you was a roll of ribbons.
2: Oh, oh, leave this here.
0: To... Not
2: mark on her map. Not to. mark on the map, right. but, like,
0: if you find a good, like, secure campsite, tie one of these around a branch, or something like that.
2: I will um, definitely do that, because I raised the flag of a tree at the last place I went. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the dwarves were trying to claim it. I wanted to make sure they knew it wasn't theirs. It was you know, public property. Uh, I will, if she's got the map. Yeah, so she. she I'll point yeah. out, like on Mark Hills, like so there's that swamp. Oh, excuse me, that foul fen.
0: Which is like looking at her map, way beyond where trees are marked on her map.
2: Yes, and I'm gonna have Trick make a cool check to avoid telling a long-winded story because Beowin is like a professional. She's she's all Yeah, this.
0: you got to stand half here.
2: Yeah. Okay, control myself. Okay. Yeah, so he cuts himself short. Uh, near that swamp, there's actually an old ruined keep that is mostly safe. I don't think it's haunted anymore. Okay. Uh, I took care of that twice, so it should be good now. Okay. Good hunting spot, too.
1: And there's a raft there.
2: you <laughs> are <laughs> not going to mention the raft.
0: Can you make a charm check?
2: Sure. Do we get a blue dye because I'm pointing out legitimately useful information there? Yes. Uh, what is her cool?
0: A red and a purple.
2: Yes. That is one success.
0: So, from her perspective, this is an entirely professional conversation. Yep. And, yes, she is way more experienced than you, but she views this as...
2: You know, an apprentice. Yeah. Like, Maybe she even heard that, like, oh, yeah, that trick man, like, he was going to do some scouting. And she's like, well, he didn't go through any of the training. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he brings back.
0: There's no threats on that. She doesn't have... Yeah, she's yeah. not critical okay, of you. So, she... Takes everything you say and she like updates her map with a little draws in a little towery type thing.
2: Uh, it tricks up in a little math like is there a battlefield he's not gonna ask, but like, is there a battlefield marked in the south or? Um, something like that.
0: There's some like cross sword type things in the south.
2: I remember there being a lot of cross swords in a lot of places is the problem.
0: And you know, she's she's pointed out like where they've marked that the good campsite, secure campsites are. So you have you have blue dice to apply to finding these locations.
1: To make sure we don't get lost again.
0: (laughs) You've gotten cleaned up, Mm -hmm. and you're heading down the stairs, and you run into Penna.
1: should have been more careful
0: going down the stairs. Um... What? Aren't you looking fine? Thank you, Mother.
1: And you as well?
0: That would have been an appropriate outfit to wear to your sister's promotion ceremony.
1: Did I really put on something that would have been appropriate to wear to a ceremony? <laughs> Probably not, I'm just going to go around <laughs> town.
0: <laughs> it's clean clothes, and your mom wants to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wants she to was yell at you without the... yelling at you. Um, thank you, Mother. So I, I hope whatever little errand your father sent you on has been completed successfully. Yes. Have you formally signed up with the scouting Corps, then? You have to
1: formally sign up with the Scouting Corps.
0: Only if you want to, like, be a scout who gets sent on missions to, like, work for the council and things like that. Um, no, Daddy has some other tasks
1: for me still. I, I guess I'll just throw Dad under the bus. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's true.
0: So, so I suppose I shall need to tell the Druids that you will not be back at school for the summer session. What are gonna say to that? See, Mom, I can bramble!
2: That won't be necessary because you can bramble.
1: I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think of what Hepa's words are going to be. Maybe she stands up just a little bit. I mean, she did fight in dead.
0: I did scream it undead.
1: And I screamed it undead but really loud. You're like, I won't be available to teach anything this summer. No, mother, I I can go tell them. It's my responsibility.
0: Ah. Yeah.
1: So she's. I think she's going to be. She's still. You no, know, she's not going to stand up to her mother. The growing a backbone is just to be like, no, I will take care of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, he, and you did want to talk to a druid anyway, so yeah. it
1: works out well. I I okay. notice I say, I can do that. I don't say I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but your mom, like, it actually is, like, pleased that you're, like, taking responsibility for something. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, well, hurry along then.
1: Yeah, probably I don't do it. It's on my mm-hmm. list, but I'll forget
0: it. All right, so you can head off and go visit Fenowyn.
1: Just, I, I only had a minor tongue lashing, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'll visit Fenowin because that's probably closer than year at this point.
0: You can drop your stuff off with Nisir along yes. the way. That's fine.
1: Yeah, then I'll give him back the dowsing rod and thank him for letting me use it. It's a wonderful, maybe appraise a little bit, works wonderfully. And um, here's a sample he's interested in okay. of the bog water.
0: While you're there, he does take his dowsing rod and senses the water in the sample that you brought back. And is like, whoa, this is like way worse than like any of the reports that they were getting in. So this is like, okay, yeah, you guys really were at the store. It was not tricked, maybe at the story. But also like, you really did get closer to the problem than anybody who's coming. And out. this is
1: bog water too. It's not like it's the
0: free right, flowing, but, but yeah. But like Nasir is super well practiced with the dowsing rod. Like mm-hmm. he he gets way more out of his reading. than yeah, yeah, like, then,
1: then than it's not get. good water. yes. Yeah. I mean, if he has more information about it, she's curious. Like, about the water, because all she got was that it wasn't good, and the, it was minerals.
0: Yeah, he can tell that it's got caustic properties, and, like, you ask him some questions, there's some back and forth, and he says, like, it, it's really good that you guys have, have found the source of the problem, and can cut it off, because something like this, you know, it works its way into, into the systems of creatures, and particularly, like, egg-bearing ones. There would be, like, issues with fragility of the shells. And stuff like that. Like, you know, birds would be... just like, I thought so. Really... Saurian eggs? Yeah, saurians would probably suffer the same same ill effects as birds would.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're able to answer her questions about stuff, she's happy to chat him up a little bit. Yep. She was going to be quick, but, you know.
0: And he thanks you for being a good road companion for Trick and uh, asks you to continue to keep an eye on him and keep him out of, of too much trouble and make sure to always bring him back.
1: Of course. He's a pleasure to trouble.
0: Then you can continue on your way. To Fenowin. (laughs) Yep. So Fenowin it's one of those things where, like, at first you're like, oh, where is Fenowin? Like, there's all these bushes everywhere. And then, oh, nope.
1: There she is. That bush is That is Fenowin, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she's, she's, she's clad in green.
1: <laughs> I walk up to a bush
0: and I'm like, good day, Fenowind. And then the bush next to you turns. Yeah, yeah. So she's, she's clad in green, but she's also, she's got vines twined around her and kind of like Spanish moss woven into her hair. Mm-hmm. Very in tune with the, the natural environment. So she greets you.
1: Oh, and I say, good day, Fenwen. How are you this fine day?
0: And she says that all continues to be right with the fairy path. And asks how the earth path is treating you.
1: I wonder what the proper thing is for that. Very well, thank you.
0: She, she asks whether you intend to embrace the earth path or whether you intend to, to reach toward the fairy path. Does that
1: mean anything to me?
0: It's like very flowery type language. She
1: asking me about Druid school? She's the, the teacher? Okay.
0: She is a teacher. Okay. She is one of your teachers. Yes, this is kind of like, like, do you want to earn your wings or are you going to fight with a sword in hand? but this is her like flowery way of asking.
1: Right, I am ex- still exploring the flowery path, the earth path.
0: <laughs> the fairy path is like getting more and more close to the Fae and, right. and like nature and things like that. Whereas the earth path is being more grounded in the everyday reality and in this case, wielding swords and bows and stuff like that. right? Actually, I'm still exploring
1: both, but I'm doing a little bit more field research. So probably won't be classes this next semester.
0: She wishes you well in your... I can't
1: promise anything. But I can't promise I won't be there. Probably won't be. <laughs> yeah, probably won't be.
0: Yeah. So she wishes you well in your explorations of all Thank
1: forms. You. Thank you. Um, I did have a question that I thought you might have an answer to. If you knew anything about the dapper ink cap mushroom... The only thing I know about it is that you shouldn't eat it. What it's for, or what its Um, properties are, or anything.
0: She says, you're not experimenting with dapper ink caps, are you? No. Why are you asking these questions? Ask you for a friend. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) She's trying to score some
1: dapper ink cap, man. I've heard it mentioned, and I was curious.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: What the nature of it is. Yeah.
0: It's extremely dangerous, particularly the, the closer you are to the fairy path. It can cuts off your connections to the other worldly realms.
1: Just to touch it, or
0: well, ingesting it in any way okay, is, okay. is dangerous. Even to just touch it would be uncomfortable. It dissociates you from the very life force around you. It's terrible, terrible. Probably it, it was is it warped by magics long ago. You, you should not. You should not toy with it.
1: I haven't encountered it. What would what would you use it for? What would anybody use it for?
0: Uh someone who was nefarious and and learned might use it to you know, she's like kind like her eyes are, are darting around wildly and she's like it, it could be weaponized, it could be used to to incapacitate our our sorceresses and, and our Oh our druids and and interfere with their ability to to access powers. Have you have you heard of, of anybody doing research on it? That would be a horrible thing for any of our enemies to, to I mean, experiment with. I don't know the
1: context that it was what it was for. I don't think it was for weaponizing.
0: I certainly hope not. If you if you learn anything in your in your explorations that indicates anyone, dwarves or humans are are working on, on such a thing then then you must let us know so that we can prepare proper defenses. But should I
1: let her know?
0: If you come across anything else on your on your travels, that would be dire indeed.
1: Okay, so HIPAA doesn't really think that's what the use of it was for, just based on the context, but she can investigate it.
0: Of course. What about painkiller mushrooms? I should have found a name the dapper ink cap it's not a real mushroom but those are definitely parts of names of real mushrooms so you described it could mush- be
1: called Dwarvish fly
0: <laughs> yeah we'll call it that Dwarvish fly <laughs> so you've described the mushroom that mary ellen gave you to eat yes and, and
1: i have ingested one of those
0: she says those are tells you the proper name for it Dwarvish fly right. and she she tells you those do build up in the system mm-hmm. so don't affect the same efficacy of them over time you know, it's like vitamin C. You can only consume so much vitamin C and then any more of it doesn't help right. you.
1: okay. But it's not dangerous to overconsume it? Just we'll lose...
0: It's not anything you can overdose on. It's just you won't gain additional benefit if you take too much of it okay. in a short period of time. Okay. Which in the game mechanic is each dose heals one less than the one before.
1: Right, right. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the eating
0: mm-hmm. That's fine. We're allowed to think about the income.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm still thinking about that. But okay, that's good to know. Put that in her little... And
0: she step. tells you it is pretty rare, the, uh, the Dorvish fly, but certainly valuable and a good thing for someone who is involved in exploration to keep an eye out for it at all times.
1: Where does it typically grow?
0: It prefers humid environments, so it can be found in caves and swamps. It's far less likely to find it in the forest or definitely not in fields. Okay. You might be able to find it in a forest, depending on, like, maybe by a spring or something like that. Right.
1: So we encountered it, somebody had it in a cave, but I don't know where she got it.
0: Well, it it, it could likely be uh be foraged in, in caves. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know that Hepa actually has any more questions. I think she's still a little distracted about this ink cap, like, trying to decide if it is something that Kachin would try to do, but it didn't sound like it, so...
0: And... Fenowyn seems pleased. Like, from her perspective, you're still pursuing druidish things. Like, she doesn't feel like you're losing time by doing stuff out in the field. Like, you know, you're doing field research. Yeah. And, yeah. and if and when you decide to return to the classroom, like, that will still help you. Oh,
1: that's great. She's
0: not judgmental at all about how you were spending this time. What a relief. <laughs> it's so nice not to be judged. Um, <laughs> but she does seem upset by, like, the ideas that. The discussion about the The dapper ink cap. Like, the ideas that that has, like, created in her mind are Uh upsetting to her.
1: Right. Oh, about the weapon. I don't know that I can do much about that. Yeah, and and
0: it's a matter of, like, she knows what she knows about the mushroom. Right. And then her, perhaps, wild extrapolations about why somebody would want such a horrible mushroom.
1: But she said it would cut you off from the life force, which sounds like primal.
0: It's her perception of magic. Oh, just of magic in general. Primal magic is what she knows and what she understands. She's completely soaked in it. And unless you ask her specific questions about like different types of magic, you're not going to get anything out of her along those lines. Does she even think about any magics other than primal magics? Perhaps not.
1: Okay, so then I have a question. I don't know that I'll dig into that. I think that there's it's obviously bothering her and... I know I'm not a good liar, so I don't need <laughs> her to be probing into these things. I don't really have answers for her, so...
0: If there's things you want to hide and you're not a good liar, holding your tongue is a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm not sure what the answers would look like, because she doesn't want to misrepresent Kachin, who apparently is probably, he has trouble everywhere, and I see why. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: what this guy showed up with undead, and then also he's getting into these nefarious mushrooms. I don't know why he has problems everywhere
2: he goes. <laughs> He's just a low-level drug dealer.
1: Yeah, yeah. But because he was seemed like he was interested in the power of the staff, like it seemed like the knowledge, somehow gaining knowledge from the mushroom and gaining knowledge from the staff, suggested to her that he was using it to try to find something out, not to...
0: Yeah, that's a or, legitimate reading yeah, in the yeah. situation. So, but you have a bunch of background information she doesn't have. And from her perspective, yeah, like all she's thinking about is what does this mushroom do, and like what does that mean based on my context.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, for if elves were going to use it, then I hear it's a very bad thing. I don't know if it's the same for humans or whatever. So, you know what? I'll I'm not going to ask any more questions about the magic from her perspective.
0: Do you wish to make a medicine check? Now yeah. That you know something about this mushroom?
1: Yes. I wonder if there's like a library in town or something for. There's your
0: dad's huge collection of scrolls.
1: I could also do some of that to see if there's anything else that's about
2: the magic or whatever. You
0: guys are staying in town for a couple of days. Yeah.
2: So I think this can have it over. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you
0: want to add a blue dye to your roll to represent using the library. Yeah. This is going to be two purples. Do we have story points?
1: We yes. just you know what? I'm mean, gonna upgrade. Nice. I'm really curious about this. She has a lot of curiosity about Kachin. She might just stumble into figuring something out with them. But not today. She fails with one failure, but she has four advantages. Okay. So she fails a medicine check, but I don't know what that four advantage is.
0: The medicine check was to kind of like synthesize a bunch of things that you've learned.
1: Maybe I can learn something more about the magic side, or maybe it's something unrelated.
0: Okay. You're, you're looking at stuff, you're reading things, and you... Identify a few other mushrooms of like potential interest. Right. Like, cause you're going through all this like stuff on fungus and looking at drawings. And, and then I get like distracted,
1: that. and I'm now I've yeah. got mushrooms. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so you're like, oh, like I'll make a sketch of this mushroom. We should be on the lookout for this one as well, because this one can help. Like, this one is a stimulant. Right. And you're like, so you you gain the ability to, uh, but you're gonna have to make up a name for this mushroom. Uh huh. Um, but you gain the ability that you guys could, with survival checks, scrounge for a mushroom that can restore strain.
1: Okay, so silly word names for mushrooms that heal
0: strain. I mean, so far we've got the, the dwarvish fly and the dapper ink cap.
1: Right, and that has nothing to do with what it does.
0: Yeah, I think Mad Libs. It's
1: going to be the springy horsetail.
0: Okay. So the springy horsetail, you are now capable of of doing survival checks to locate, and it has the effect of being a painkiller for screen. And, 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 you know, you would have to spend time to take up time in order to do searches to locate it, but you know of its existence. And right. It is, it is not a thing that you need to process in any way. If you find it, then it's okay if you just chew on it. I think that's worthy of the number of advantages you have, and I think it, it fits have those distractibility.
1: Yeah. like, it was very exciting, but there's so
2: much stuff in Daddy's library.
0: Anything else? trick you want to touch upon?
2: Check in on Glamour. You know, rated stories okay, can go on so pretty when you, long.
0: when you get to them?
2: And level is falling asleep. <laughs> Perhaps by magic?
0: There is a discussion going on which as you approach sounds like giant eagle lions flying the sky mounted by dwarves jousting.
2: That's a big one. Eagle lions. A big,
0: like, because when you approach, like, all you're hearing snippets of like their large wings and their clawed like feet
2: so they're clearly having some sort of storytelling duel i've got to upset the balance here yeah
0: and glimmer is currently talking about essentially dwarven jousts on griffins yeah
2: well sure that sounds interesting but you're still on a creature imagine that a creature itself was sentient but could wield its own lance. neither dwarf nor elf nor man nor horse exactly
0: Are you going to tell them about the horsefolk?
2: The horsefolk, far to the east, beyond the Bitter Swamp. horsefolk led by great master Edward, who lords over the horsefolk because he is the one who lances best. That is how they determine order among the horsefolk. Total meritocracy. Whoever jousts superior becomes leader of the horsefolk.
0: Now, are you describing unicorns, actually?
2: That's probably closer to what it is. That sounds like a better idea than centaurs.
0: Okay, I was just trying to figure out because you had said they were jousting themselves, and I was trying to figure out like how this was working. Like so in my head,
2: it was like centaurs, but I like the joust. ambiguity that it's really unicorns. Okay. <laughs> uh, trick to make it first check it
1: They first. could be seahorse men with, then they could be narwhals. <laughs>
2: they could
0: be. Those would be the merfolk version. Yeah, yeah. Once you guys reach the great ocean, that's how he'll change the tale. Yeah, I
2: feel like I've got a challenging audience here, though.
0: Yeah. You're talking to, essentially, you didn't know this about Breda, but is technically a Master Bard as well.
2: That is not surprising. And Trick will punctuate this, uh, not with music, uh, but he'll take his knife. And he'll be, like, flipping that occasionally, so, like, the blade catches the light in certain ways. Okay. Just add a little bit of visual flair.
0: So you decide to go with a kind of juggler? A kind sort of, of juggling thing. thing, yeah.
2: That's cool. Failure with one of it.
0: I think what happens is, like, some details get confused and, like, contradictory. Wait, are you
2: talking about a unicorn?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so then, like, it becomes unclear.
2: No! It's clearly a creature that is part man, part horse.
0: And it's it's a matter of, like, your descriptions vary too much over the course of it because yeah. you're making it up. Like, you have been workshopping the idea, but, like, you haven't practiced it as a cohesive story. No. no and so, so there's, like, contradictions within it.
2: That they're master storytellers who could catch.
0: Yes. But they... You have an advantage, Right. They workshop it with you. Yeah, 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 They congratulate you on like various interesting parts of it, and then they like highlight areas that you can improve. So mm-hmm. it seems to you that, that Breda and Glimmer are getting along just fine.
2: And again, the Whoever Glimmer's minder is like, if not asleep.
0: And Dothalus is um
2: just like bored out of their skull.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of ironic like considering like there's like you know, Epic like, storytelling going epic on. Epic storytelling going on, but you haven't been here for the last few hours in which like literary theory and like music theory, like all those things are being discussed that like Glamar and Breda were totally like geeking out on and Endophilus like could care less.
1: Wants to be off shooting be on, something on the horse. Yeah, and
0: instead is stuck on
2: Listening to a dwarf.
0: Dwarf dwarf patrol. Sharpening knives. <laughs> Alright. I think we will wrap up. Glamour is actually not going to come south with you.
2: Oh. They found enough interesting things here they're headed elsewhere?
0: You'll have a few days in town, so like, you know, they'll they'll happily talk a trick more sure. about bardi type things. But they are going to escort an elfin contingent back oh, to right. Unstunben and like report in on this on the status stuff. They are not intending to remain in Undunben terribly long, but they do want to make sure that there's a, you know, given the reception they had here, they want to make sure that the elven contingent going there as someone who can, can serve as an introduction. Yep.
1: And do not bring Undead with you. Big no-no. And Turns out the
2: dwarves hate Undead. <laughs> yeah. But, you know,
0: yeah. they, they had a really good time. The couple of days they spent traveling with you and they hope to meet up with you somewhere again in the future.
2: Well, you know, you know where we live. Have pleasant travels. I would say safe travels, but...
0: Those would also be good.
2: Have, you know, sufficiently interesting travels. That's even better. That's like the
1: bard, like, motto. Yeah. Maybe you have
0: interesting travels. Yeah. Yeah. But not
2: too interesting. Not more interesting. I need to hear about it later. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. And so we will pick up next time with you guys heading to the southern forest. The southern part of the forest for the point of visiting the battlegrounds, you will be going slightly better equipped this time because you have a better idea of what sort of trail foods you should have.
2: Right, and yeah.
0: And you also know where there are places to spend the overnights. So you won't need, like, as many survival checks related to those sorts to of things. Mushrooms. Yes. It. So, So actually, like, you can spend survival checks instead to be finding the mushroom-type things instead of, like... Just making sure we can get by. You know, your dad covers the expense of equipping you for that purpose. If there is any equipment that you feel like, oh, we were really lacking, I don't think there is. Nothing really comes to my mind. I um, don't
2: think so, but I feel like I should have some random item that I can use later. So, open torches. Well, you have ribbon. I have ribbons.
0: So, that's another thing, is you have the roll of...
2: Safe place ribbons?
0: Of Esperen forest ribbons. Unless Daddy has some
1: literature or something that he wants to send, like a reference or something. Like a map or oh. anything about, like, the area or the... But then you probably Trick, don't want to be taking scrolls around.
0: Yeah, Trick has looked over a map and, you know, yeah, you looked over the map in your dad's library. Though. Or
1: even, like, a list of crystals or, you know, He, he doesn't have that kind of oh, stuff.
0: Like, okay. he he said he has to do research, and that's more than a few days' worth of stuff. Okay. So... Trick, your supply of ribbons is for marking safe places to stay. And that also includes, if anybody offers you hospitality, that you determine, like, this is a good place for elves to stay. Yes. You can give it to them as a favor. Yep. I favor
2: think, of the fey ribbon.
0: Yeah. And I think that covers everything we needed to do in the village.
2: I think I'll add a feather. I don't have a cap, so it's my headband. like you know, Now I'm doing official scouting work. Do
0: you want to get a cap?
2: No, uh, no, no. It still goes in the headband. Okay. So it looks a little bit ridiculous. It's very jaunty. Just one, you know, the apprentice. I
0: mean, your hair yeah. is so That's like true. thick and wild. You could even start like braiding stuff in or like, eating things in. That is true. I was just thinking of the way that like Fenowen has like moss. Yeah, you
2: no, know, it makes perfect sense.
0: Okay, so we're going to give you guys 15 XP okay. we have... You survived two fights with a ghost. That's
2: true. That's true.
0: Um,
1: Well, I didn't do anything.
2: We don't really know what the ghost mission was, other than keep dwarves out. Maybe. Get killed twice.
0: And you served various functions for your village and...
2: Performed important social services.
0: And you wrapped up an arc successfully.
1: But I feel no commitment to bringing you back safely, even though your father
2: wanted me to. I mean, if you bring me back dangerously, that's also good. He was just, like, bringing it back, so I was like, dead or alive? <laughs> dead or alive, whatever.
1: Yeah. I didn't commit to anything. All
0: right, Good job. Cool. GM Jennifer here. Mushrooms play a larger role in our campaign than they do in the Battle for West Noth video game, where fungus is just a type of terrain. In the real world, in addition to having some wild shapes, mushrooms have some pretty crazy names. For some examples to incorporate into your own games, check out the list linked in the show notes. This arc also sees another set of Battle for West Noth units come to life as characters. The attacking creature at the keep was a ghost, Renwick's appearance and personality are informed by the video game's artwork for the Elvish Hero Unit. Fenuin is a druid, Baewin is an Elvish Rider, and Endothless is an Elvish Scout. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, aka West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at Westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you. The only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.